Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TD Nutrition Podcast. It's been a few weeks since my last episode, but I really wanted to make sure that I did a thorough job on today's topic, so it just took me a little more time to make sure that I had all the information that I wanted for this episode. So today's episode is all about adrenal fatigue. And adrenal fatigue has come up briefly in other episodes. It came up in the diabetes episode, also in the migraine episode, and we're finally going to talk about it. And what's interesting about adrenal fatigue is that almost everyone can relate to it or has experienced adrenal fatigue at one point or another. Maybe you didn't realize that adrenal fatigue is what you had, but more than likely that's what it was. And you can kind of recover from it on your own. It's not like it's something you take medication for. It usually just takes better care of your diet and more sleep and things like that. And we're going to get into all of that today, talking about foods to avoid, foods to eat if you have adrenal fatigue, supplements that are really good, um, and we'll talk about what causes adrenal fatigue. So there's a lot to learn. So let's get started. Adrenal fatigue stems from the adrenal glands being overworked. So if you don't know what the adrenal glands are, the adrenal glands are two glands that are part of the endocrine system, which the endocrine system is the system of our body which regulates hormones, whether it's the sex hormones or our sleep-wake hormones, things like that. So the adrenal glands secrete specific hormones. The adrenal glands are two small lumps that sit right above our kidneys. They secrete adrenaline, cortisol, as well as hormones that regulate the production of our sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone. So they are pretty important. So if they're not functioning properly, it's going to have a domino effect into other parts of our body as well. The main trigger for your adrenal glands to be overworked is stress. When you are stressed, the adrenal glands overproduce the hormone cortisol, which cortisol is the stress hormone. Cortisol is perfect for short-term stress, but when we are under stress for long periods of time, it begins to burn out the adrenal glands. What constitutes stress varies from person to person because different things stress us out. Something that stresses me, me out may not stress you out. So when stress is present over a long period of time, maybe due to a divorce, a breakup, the death of a loved one, financial stress, or any other form of severe emotional turmoil, this leads the adrenal glands to having to work extra hard for longer than they are made to, which causes them to become weak and not function properly. Also, I want to point out that even enduring a lot of stress in a short period of time can also overwork the adrenals and weaken them too. And an example of this would be childbirth. So that's a short period of time where there's like extreme stress and that does weaken your adrenal glands. 
when your adrenals have been overworked, they start acting out basically. They have a nervous breakdown is probably a better way of putting it. So normally the adrenal glands are very precise. They produce the exact right amount of hormones needed for every situation that we're in. But when they have been overworked, they start producing too little of hormones or even too much of a hormone needed. So it's like extreme highs and extreme lows. Even temporary bouts of depression can have a harsh impact on the adrenals. When the adrenals aren't functioning properly and have bouts of producing too much of a hormone, specifically adrenaline, too much adrenaline in the bloodstream when it isn't needed can burn out neurotransmitters in the brain, even our dopamine neurotransmitters. And those are the ones that make us feel happy. So adrenal health is very important for having a stable mood and being in a good mood. Adrenaline also plays a vital role when we dream. So say you're having a dream that you're running away from something. This actually stimulates your adrenal glands in your sleep. So if you have an extreme case of adrenal fatigue, your adrenals can't even produce enough adrenaline for you to dream enough, which we know that dreaming is critical for our minds. Adrenal fatigue can also impact the well-being of other organs in our body like the pancreas, the heart, the liver, and the central nervous system. The pancreas will overcompensate when the adrenals are underperforming, which is often why if you're struggling with adrenal fatigue, it's really hard to lose weight. This is also why the adrenals can play a role in diabetes and prediabetes because it impacts the pancreas. The heart is affected because it will have to work harder since it's trying to cope with unusual levels of adrenaline, cortisol, and blood sugar. The liver is affected because when there is an unusual spike in adrenaline, this empties out the glucose reserves that our livers have, causing them to have to overwork in order to replenish those reserves. The central nervous system is affected because it gets off balance when there's sudden floods of adrenaline. The sudden floods of adrenaline cause the brain to get off because then there's a lack of glucose. So it's kind of tied back to the liver. So as the liver's trying to replenish glucose reserves, there's no glucose going to the brain and then things get off balance, which is why you know you could have like foggy thinking with adrenal fatigue. And even forgetfulness, which I'm going to talk about the symptoms of adrenal fatigue in just a second. Also, when the adrenals are fatigued, there's not enough cortisol when we actually need it, which cortisol plays a role in our thyroid health. So when there is adrenal fatigue, it creates a thyroid hormone shortage. And over time, this can lead to hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. And here's another cool thing is we have two adrenal glands. One sits above each kidney and they're like best friends. When one is feeling a little weak and overstressed, the other one picks up the slack until it's recovered. But what you don't want is both of them to get fatigued to the point where they're too weak and then you'll have an extreme case of adrenal fatigue. Now let's get into the symptoms of adrenal fatigue. So if you have adrenal fatigue or you suspect that you might have adrenal fatigue, you'll probably be experiencing multiple of these symptoms, maybe just one, but probably more than one. 
So first is weakness, lack of energy, trouble concentrating, becoming easily confused, forgetfulness, trouble completing basic tasks you could once handle easily, hoarse voice, poor digestion, constipation, depression, insomnia, not feeling rested when you wake up in the morning, and that's after having a good amount of sleep the night before. And then relying on naps during the day, you crash in the early part of your day or throughout the day, even if you had a normal amount of sleep the night before. You feel tired all day, but then you start feeling more energetic in the evening. And this is because your adrenals hold back what little reserve they have during the day, just in case you have a stress-filled day and you need that adrenaline. But then in the evening, when you're relaxing, the adrenals know that you are relaxed and that you're less likely to encounter stress or a crisis. So then they can kind of exhale a little bit, which then you experience this burst in energy essentially. The next symptom is you are exhausted at night, but you have a hard time falling asleep. And the act of falling asleep and even going into our REM cycle, which is our rapid eye movement cycle of sleep, it requires our adrenal hormones. So if your adrenals are burnt out, you will experience insomnia or even just like a light or dreamless sleep at nighttime. Next is you experience continual sweating under your armpits after performing even light tasks. And this is because your entire endocrine system is working in overdrive to compensate for the lack of adrenaline that your adrenals are not producing. The next symptom is you are constantly thirsty and can't seem to quench your thirst, or you have constant dry mouth, or you're always craving salt. This is due to electrolytes in the bloodstream and nervous system are getting destroyed by sudden floods of adrenaline. And these sudden floods of adrenaline can come from drinking sodas, drinking coffee, alcohol, eating chocolate, or drinking caffeinated teas, which when these enter our body, it doesn't allow the body to absorb the electrolytes in the bloodstream. So then you're craving salt or you're thirsty. And this eventually leads to chronic dehydration. If you drink caffeine every day, odds are you suffer from chronic dehydration. Daily consumption of coffee or even just caffeinated teas or daily consumption of chocolate or sodas basically anything that contains caffeine if you're having it every day you your body never has a minute to fully rehydrate and you may be thinking well it's okay like i drink a ton of water during the day and i drink lots of coconut water or i drink juices so i'm probably hydrated but you're not because that caffeine is preventing you from actually utilizing all of that hydration that's coming in And as a coffee drinker, this was like a tough pill to swallow because I was like, I can't be dehydrated. I drink a gallon of water a day, but it's true. And I started working really hard to scale back my coffee consumption. And I now don't drink coffee every day. I try to drink it every other day or give myself two or three days in between if if having it at all. 
And this gives my body a moment to actually rehydrate versus constantly running on being dehydrated, which we all know that being dehydrated is never a good thing. So if you are struggling with adrenal fatigue or you suspect you might be, try cutting out caffeine completely or try scaling back a whole lot and definitely try not having it in the morning time because you don't want that initial spike in adrenaline right when you get up, especially because you haven't eaten anything yet before you drink that coffee most likely. Um, And that should have a positive impact for sure. The next symptom is blurry vision or difficulty focusing your eyesight. And this is caused by a flood of excess cortisol. And another symptom would be dark circles around the eyes or even sunken eyes. That's a sign of adrenal fatigue. Another symptom, and the last symptom, is continual craving for stimulants like coffee, sodas, sugar, chocolate, caffeinated teas, cookies, or even drug uppers like amphetamines. While these things do give you a quick boost in the moment, you will crash after the effects fade and then you've just forced your adrenals to overperform and now become exhausted. And these things create a constant up and down cycle, making your already poor functioning adrenals, the problem's going to be even worse. So again, try to avoid those as much as possible. And don't be reliant on those either. Like it could be super easy to rely on coffee to get us through our day or or caffeine in any form to get us through our day. Um, But that's really not healthy because then you're just running on a stimulant when, you know, you could just keep a bowl of fruit at your desk and just snack on it throughout the day. And at least you have real energy coming in to fuel you. And that will help keep you awake throughout the day as well. It may not be the first thing that pops into your mind, but it will. Now let's talk about how to avoid adrenal fatigue. So here are some ways that you can help prevent your adrenals from burning out. So first is get enough sleep. I'm sure that's not really a huge shocker. Um, So for adults, the average amount of sleep that we need is between seven and eight hours. So that should be around what you're getting. Obviously, it could be a little more. It could be a little less depending on the person, on what we function well with. Next, don't Fill your plate with more than you can handle. So don't try to do too much in your day or take on a bigger workload than you can handle because this is just going to stress you out and that's going to burn out your adrenals. Avoid caffeine. So caffeine will never give your adrenals a chance to heal. So if you're struggling with adrenal fatigue, cut caffeine out completely. And if you feel that you're in a place where your adrenals have healed and you want coffee you can enjoy it sometimes and it is hard because coffee is such a social practice in our society and it makes it hard when we don't um i mean that was a hard thing for me to not have coffee at all because it is such a social thing and um there are moments tied to sharing coffee with someone um i would share a coffee with my grandmother all the time i'd go visit her and we would have a coffee together and then she, when she got diagnosed with cancer and couldn't have coffee anymore, she still wanted her afternoon latte and she would just hold it and smell it. And I'd sit there and drink my coffee with her. And so now I still like to have that afternoon coffee because I tie coffee now with that memory. 
But again, I have to remind myself that I don't need to have it every day. And even though I may not be struggling with adrenal fatigue right now, if I have it every day and start relying on it, it could then lead to adrenal fatigue. So if you currently have adrenal fatigue, um, avoid caffeine, and then you can maybe add it in as a special treat once in a while once you've recovered. Next is to bring in more glucose into your diet. And by glucose, I don't mean processed sugar, and I don't mean simple carbs. I mean natural sugar like fruit. So you will want to bring in more fruit to your diet during the day. This is going to give your body quick and easy fuel so that your blood sugar won't drop and your adrenals don't have to start overworking. Next, you'll want to lower your fat intake, especially in the morning. So in the morning, you will want to get the most energy from your morning glucose to get you through the day. So with adrenal fatigue, you're going to want to focus on eating lots of fruits for breakfast. Um, You can do oatmeal with fruit, but try not to have avocado, no eggs, nothing with oils. So avoid, avoid fats. And if you do have fats, try to save them for dinner time. Next is to watch your strong emotions. It's natural for us to have strong emotions, whether it's extreme joy or deep sadness, but just be in tune with them because constant strong emotions can tax the adrenals and specifically constant like negative strong emotions. Those will have a impact on your adrenals. The joyful ones won't, but just watch your strong negative emotions. And it's really hard to kind of regulate those, but try to find good ways to calm yourself down if you feel yourself dealing with strong negative emotions all the time. Now let's talk about treating adrenal fatigue. So if you have adrenal fatigue, your number one priority is going to be grazing every one and a half to two hours. So by grazing, I mean snacking. Most of us eat three meals a day, and this may work for some people, but it can actually be really hard on our adrenals to follow that eating pattern. And this is because after two hours of eating a meal, your bloodstream runs low on glucose. And this means that the adrenals need to produce hormones to keep you running. So the more often that you go long stretches without food, the higher risk you are for developing adrenal fatigue. So eating every hour and a half to two hours ensures that you never get to that point where your adrenals need to produce hormones to keep you going. And they don't have to be big snacks either, just a little something, preferably like a piece of fruit. Um, And I'll talk about good snack combos here in a second. And also this is why intermittent fasting is dangerous. If you want to know more about intermittent fasting and why it's not good, like pros and cons, uh, listen to my intermittent fasting episode. I talk a lot about um, the adrenals in that because intermittent fasting can really burn out the adrenals and you you don't want that. Um, and I don't recommend intermittent fasting really. And if, if you're really into intermittent fasting, doing it for like a month at a time is all you need. It shouldn't be a permanent practice. Now I'm going to name the foods that help heal adrenal fatigue. Leafy greens, sprouts, asparagus, wild blueberries, bananas, potatoes, papayas, tomatoes, mangoes, cilantro, spinach, garlic, broccoli, kale, raspberries, 
blackberries, romaine lettuce, and red-skinned apples. So again, if you're struggling with adrenal fatigue, these are the foods that you're going to want to try to eat every day and eat as much of them as you can. So here are some really good um, adrenal health snack options that you could um, snack on throughout the day, bring with you if you you need to take something to work or if you're going to be on the go all day. These are great to have on hand. So first, we have apple, apples, celery, and dates. That's a really good snack combo. Oranges, avocado, and spinach. And again, that, that one you would want to have after 12. Dates, bananas, and romaine lettuce. Coconut water, bananas, and spinach. Pears and berries. Berries, honey, and celery juice. Apples, dates, and kale. Grapes, bananas, and red leaf lettuce. Cauliflower, apples, and cucumber. Watermelon with lime juice and a celery juice on the side. So for that one, you could just squeeze lime juice over like cut up watermelon. So now here are foods to avoid if you have or suspect you have adrenal fatigue. So you will want to limit your intake of avocados, coconut oil, nut butters, seeds, avocado oil, and olive oil. These will strain your organs because they're a fat when they're being digested. And if you have adrenal fatigue, your organs are already overcompensating for your adrenal glands. So you don't want to give them more work to do basically um but you can have them in like a more limited quantity and again they're fats so if you are going to have them have them after 12 so that you don't get a dip in energy you will want to avoid all processed oils so these include canola oil vegetable oil grapeseed oil cottonseed oil sunflower oil safflower oil and rapeseed oil and rapeseed oil is just another name for canola oil so if something says rapeseed oil it's canola oil and lastly you will want to watch your animal protein intake you don't have to cut it out but try not to have more than one serving a day so preferably like at dinner time and this is because even the leanest of meats still contain a good amount of fats. And so when you're trying to cut down your fat intake, too much meat isn't going to help that. So you can still have it, but try to just have one serving a day, preferably with dinner. All right. Now, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is supplements and herbs that help with adrenal fatigue. First, we have fresh celery juice. And if you have adrenal fatigue, you will want to work your way up to 16 ounces twice a day, or you could do 32 ounces once a day, whatever works better for you. But remember, it has to be on an empty stomach and you want to wait 15 to 30 minutes after you've had the celery juice before you have anything else. Next is amla berry powder. And this is the powder from gooseberries. And amla berry is good for tons of things. It's great for helping with muscle and maintaining muscle tone. Um, It's a powerful antioxidant um, and has a lot of vitamin C. It's it's great for so many things, not just adrenal fatigue. Um, Next is ashwagandha. Then we have 
uh, a B complex vitamin. So this is a vitamin that contains multiple forms of vitamin B. Then we have vitamin B12, preferably a vegan B12. Then we have hibiscus tea. You would want to drink this every day, which that's not really that hard. Hibiscus tea is super refreshing. You could make it cold and add some honey and lemon and it's like a sweet little drink. Then we have nettle leaf, which you could take as a liquid tincture or you could buy dried nettle leaves and make nettle leaf tea. Then we have spirulina, vitamin C, and lastly, we have zinc. And if you go to my website, uh, tdnutritioncoaching.com, and you go to my blog section, I will have the list of foods and herbs that help with adrenal fatigue so you can print it out and have it to look back on or screenshot it, whatever you want to do. So I hope you found this episode helpful especially if you think you might be struggling with adrenal fatigue or you know you have adrenal fatigue. Um, Also, it could be helpful just to prevent adrenal fatigue and preventing your adrenals from burning out because it's definitely not a fun experience. Um, I have struggled with adrenal fatigue before. Fortunately, I haven't um, had an issue with it in quite some time, mostly because now my Lyme's disease is more of an evident issue than adrenal fatigue but sometimes you know if you get a chronic illness like Lyme's disease or or lupus or and you know diabetes your adrenals could be burnt out and they kind of can be intertwined so it's always a good idea to take care of our adrenals because they are very important in fact be on the lookout for next week's episode because I am going to be talking about Lyme's disease in depth as well as my personal journey and experience with Lyme's disease. And again, if you ever have any specific questions or you would like to work with me one-on-one, you can send me an email at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening.